Uh, welcome to the Six of Four podcast, the podcast that takes you beyond the players. My name is Olivia Caleri. I'm one of your hosts. And then to my left or right, whichever way you're looking at it, here's uh, what's your name, man? <laughs> Matthew Smith. I thought you were going to introduce me. No. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Yeah. Now we know to introduce ourselves. Perfect. Who do we have with us today, Olivia? You didn't even say your name. Say your name first. I said Matthew Smith. No, you didn't. Cut out. So that's Matthew okay, Smith. Sorry, Matthew, Matthew Smith. Smith. Anyways, all right. So we have Remy Schartze here with us today. Remy is a golf student at East Tennessee State University. I'm assuming in Tennessee, right? Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I've known Remy for quite some time now, since we're like maybe, I don't know, like 10, 9 or 10 years old. Very yeah, long. Yeah, long time. Yeah. Unfortunately, Remy left Montreal um, when he was like 16, 17, I'm assuming, to go pursue golf at a further level in a less colder weather, Florida. And uh, yeah, today I'm, I'm actually really happy to have you on here. It's been so long since I've actually gotten to speak to you like this. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. This is wonderful. I'm very pleased to be here. I'm glad. Well, obviously. And Remy, you, you obviously, like Olivia said, you left Montreal uh, to go pursue a higher level of golf. But I want to know from the start, how'd you, how'd you find the passion for golf? How'd you get into the sport? I got into the sport, I would say, mainly through my father. Um, okay. My dad picked up the game naturally um, as a younger kid, kind of himself. Uh, no lessons, no high school team, but, um, but just slowly but surely, his, his parents didn't introduce him to the game. It was just kind of one of those things that he enjoyed playing when he was um, kind of in college and after college. And um, when he had kids, uh, I, played, I played hockey mainly growing up. Uh, I played soccer and baseball. Those are the first three sports I've played. Um, and as I got to maybe age eight or nine, I would say, um, I kind of tiptoed into golf with my father and um, and fell in love with it more than than the other three sports. Uh, so yeah. that was, I would say, that was the start of the of the passion was was kind of in that nine to ten um, age category. You started playing little tournaments maybe around twelve to thirteen, and oh, wow. and I quickly quickly let go of the other sports. Um, and I gave up hockey last at age 16, um, for golf. I, I, I liked golf the most and, uh, I saw myself, um, succeeding in golf the most out of the other sports. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's like, a nice. you might have answered your next question, uh, Olivia. You I was, yeah, was going to ask question. that, but I also have, it's like doing like the reverse hockey player things, you know, hockey players play golf in the off season, your off season yeah. is hockey. So that's like yes. a completely different thing. But I find yes. that amazing because not a lot of people, you know, you could be a multi-sport athlete that's actually like sought after when you're in college and stuff. But if you're really focused and passionate about that one sport, like people look at you and they're like, wow, I, I want this kid to play. Um, and I wanted to also know, because you, like I mentioned before, you were in Montreal. I knew that you were at CDM, Collège de Montréal. They have an amazing golf program from what you've told me. Uh, Thomas Stafford I knew Neve growing up so like I heard from him and um, I also knew people that went to Collège de Montréal they were like boasting about it it's a fantastic program how did you find the program compared to just going to Florida like just playing all year round I want to know how that transition was you know 
I think that I was unbelievably lucky to be a part of that program that you're mentioning at Collège Montréal for four years. Uh, I left before the last year of high school there, um, but it was huge uh, for me and for any of the athletes really in those programs. Um, you got to learn a lot about uh, difficult time management, um, difficult trainings. Um, if you if you didn't like your sport, uh, you you quickly let it go. I would say you're either you're doing a lot of it, you're doing it every day, and um, and if you love your sport, then then you're the happiest kid ever. Uh, so that was I wouldn't have traded it for anything. Um, I, I I wouldn't have done it over and gone to Florida earlier uh, for anything. I I would say that. It was a, an unbelievably good experience that I wasn't, you know, fully aware of at the time going into, I guess, seventh grade, uh, high school starts in seventh grade. Um, and yeah, um, I, I would say that my passion for golf grew through those four years. Um, and I was just overly lucky to, to have supportive parents and uh, being a dual citizen with my dad to kind of... Um, they wanted to be snowbirds, my parents, at some point, and uh, they they just start they just started early. Uh, and my dad found a good job, and is that that was that was a, a good step in the in the right direction for the potential of of my development for my golf game. Playing year round is important. Um, it's not impossible. You, you see players from whether it's uh, northern European countries or Canada or just northern part of the U.S. like. You see people manage the weather well throughout the year and, and still perform uh, as athletes, you know, on an outdoor sport. But I'd say for me and uh, for other people who've made that switch too, it's good to get college exposure and, and it's yeah. good to have the opportunity to to kind of play uh, and develop your game a little bit more constantly. Yeah. My Thanks. dad did something similar to that too, but with baseball. So he was here and then he went, like to Albany and then he he knew that the best thing for him was to go to Florida because like you said with those outdoor sports like that you have to play all year round like even the indoor training is not the same so it's it's just so much like better to kind of get used to like that climate too and like practicing like it's like if you're doing you know like skating on like that fake ice you know what I mean like let's say yes. you're in Hawaii like it's not the same thing if you're just like doing that outside in the open you know so yeah, that's actually really yeah. cool because you're the second person I've heard say that. <laughs> well, you've uh, you've obviously been playing golf for a lot of years now. Is there a particular favorite course that you played on, maybe here in Montreal? But do you have a favorite course outside of Montreal? And what is your favorite course in Montreal? Um, great question. Uh, I've played, I've played a lot. I don't, um, man. I've, the Masters is going on this week. I've I've been yeah. there. I've been at Augusta National. Oh, oh nice. my! Sorry, Remy. <laughs> so that that was a that was a Playing cool among experience. the Masters. I oh, um God. I didn't pl- I didn't play I didn't play in the Masters. I, I played in the I the, the I kid know. event that was yeah. going on there. It's called the Drive Chip and Putt. So uh, it happens this Sunday before the Masters. That's like yes, that's like it was fun. Ball heaven, like. I know this guy from Montreal who's a part of it. And it's like, this, he goes around, he's like, yeah, my, my grandfather was a part of Augusta. And like, it's such a big personality trait for him. So you're, yeah. you're on a big game, man. Would you say I, like, uh, that's the, 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 the highlight that you played on of a course um, is Augusta? 
I, I would, I haven't played the golf course. I played a, a, a golf competition there, which is kind of okay. um, different than that. I, I figured I'd mention it because it's masters, it's masters week. It's, it's, it's yeah. this week, but um, course. my, my favorite course, favorite golf club to be a part of um, in Montreal would probably be um, in the Il Bazaar. There's a course called the Royal Montreal golf club. Um, okay, yeah. Thomas Stafford, who Olivia mentioned, Thomas and I, uh, kind of grew up playing there I was I've been a member there and I, I still am a out of town kind of member now mm-hmm. um so when we play tournaments around Montreal you you kind of you kind of quickly start branching out to other places in the province and and maybe other places in the country I haven't played a million golf courses in Montreal uh, except for a few of them one of them being Royal Montreal and yeah. I'd say some some highlight courses I've played I've played some some courses that have um, like hosted major championships of some sort. And um, yeah, no, the golf, wherever you go, it, it can be nice. Some people like warm Florida weather. Some people like mountain hilly golf courses. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've been able to, I've been fortunate enough to, to see a good part of, of, of all of them. Nice. nice. Do you remember by chance the toughest shot you've ever made? Oh man. Some of the hardest shots. Um, so there's different grass depending on kind of which areas you are in the world. Um, yeah. Gra- grass grows best uh, in Florida. Grass grows best on them. Um, it's called, it's called Bermuda grass and, and up okay. North and more Northern places, it's called bent grass. And the, and the way that the grass grows actually makes actually kind of a big difference in how you golf. It's strange to say, but it's true. Um, I so, can see that. I can do that. Yeah. When, when I first got to Florida, some of the hardest shots that I had to play with was learning how to play with uh, the way that the grass grows is called grain. The direction that it grows is called grain. So like the, literally the, the direction that like hair grows is called grain yeah. as well. But uh, in, in Northern courses, like in Montreal, uh, the grass doesn't have direction where it grows. It's, 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 it's called grainless. It, bent grass doesn't have any grain, but um, the further down South you go, the, the more that, the way that the grass grows is apparent. And when grass grows against you in golf and your golf club is traveling against the grain, it's, it's very demanding and very difficult. And you kind of have to learn that quickly. Uh, So I would say that uh, it's not necessarily hard now, but some of the hardest shots was just learning basic uh, chip shots uh, with, with grain facing you, uh, the grass growing against you uh, in Florida. Uh, That's what comes to mind. Oh my God. So Let's say you're playing, you're playing 18 holes. By the way, I am sick. I have to disclose. I, I had to disclose to the viewers that I am sick. That's why I sound a little stuffed. Sorry, I had to go for a tissue there. Um, <laughs> playing 18, obviously, we know how long that can be. Uh, is there a favorite snack after the front nine that you like to enjoy before you hit off another nine hmm. holes? Yeah, ideally, ideally something that um, doesn't necessarily spike my sugar uh, okay. too much. If I'm drinking electrolytes and maybe having some uh, consistent, let's say granola bars or whatever on the course, I wouldn't mind like a hot dog actually uh, at the turn or something like that. Uh, It's not crazy filling and it, you know, it's not going to spike you up either. So something like that would be nice if there's a little halfway snack shack or something. Yeah, for sure. You have to be hungry because like the one time I went to play golf, 18 holes, 
I did the front nine. I'm like, I'm starving. Like, can we hit the restaurant or something like that? No, we got yeah. more. I'm like, all right. It's God. golf. Golf can take up to uh, half a day sometimes. Oh. It seems. So yeah, you gotta you gotta be prepared. Yeah. Are you? This is gonna sound kind of. You mentioned like electrolytes, so I'm assuming you're more of like a Gatorade kind of guy. But that's the thing. It's like, it depends what setting you're in. So I'm saying if you're doing work, sorry, I just had like a sticky pack that I was uh, fiddling with. If you're doing like actual like training and like playing for real, you're going to do like a Gatorade, right? But then if you're not, are you like more of a beer guy or like you have like a, like a little coffee, a nice coffee on the side or like. That's an interesting question. Um, the, I don't, you I don't drink Gatorade on the golf course um I've got like this uh this electrolyte powder I put in my drinks which is similar to Gatorade but it's got a little bit of caffeine which kind of keeps you just a little bit more well actually it's not, it doesn't the, the caffeine doesn't really crash so yeah it's, it's good anyways um I would say that like uh working out I wouldn't mind some sort of some sort of Gatorade I, I obviously drink a ton of water but I don't drink much beer if I'm, if I'm like, uh, I was just practicing before I called you guys, I was just drinking water. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not crazy with my drinks. I'll, I'll drink yeah. orange juice with my creatine because it just tastes better than yeah. with water. Uh, yeah. but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll drink, I'll drink the occasional beer and yeah, that's yeah. Even it's right. straight. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. No, it's Obviously, good. It's better yeah. for you. You're not like one of those guys that goes out and you're, you're not like, like me. He's well, gonna get the no. beer by the time he's 28 yeah but man, um, it's like there's some athletes that are just like you know like oh i'm gonna party and like my body's not gonna catch up to oh, it so like you're just john like, daly for example <laughs> you know that guy yeah it's got to be a huge alcohol guy, right and he's a, <laughs> yeah. he's a pretty good darn golfer still is but yeah um, no some people there's there's exceptions out there there are yeah right. um you know, we mentioned Masters. We mentioned John Daly. Uh, who are some of your favorite golfers that you modeled your game around, or maybe look up to? I would say it's, it's golf is a strange one to kind of model your game around because um, the way that the golf swing works is like everyone's really unique. It's really like a handwriting, uh, to be honest yeah. with you. Like everyone's is unique. Um, I would say that uh, when it comes to maybe the way that perspectives are and like mentalities i would i i love the way that uh tiger woods thinks uh, as an athlete an unbelievable athletic competitor um great to see him playing in the masters by the way again yeah. um but um modeling your your golf swing uh, or your golf game is kind of a, it's kind of a weird one you really have to just um master yours um because wow. it's, 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 uh, you can't really emulate it. It's too unique. That's interesting. Sense. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause like baseball, obviously very, it's not similar. I'm not going to say baseball and golf have the same swinging mechanisms. Yeah, but you'll a see a lot arm. of, you need to have no, a I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about like swinging the bat. You know, a lot of guys yeah. will watch tape of like big hit, like really famous hitters, really good hitters. And they'll try and model like, you know, uh, their hips or the, where their leg plants into the ground. But to like find out golfers don't do that. It's like, I always, I always thought the opposite. I always thought like golfers try and mimic a really good golfer swing or try and get to the, you know, best capability that they can. But yeah, I, I would, I would say, I would say that um, maybe um, your every body is different. Like the, yeah. the way that someone swings for their body, that might be their best kind of swing for their body for my body that might not be. But yeah. that doesn't mean that 
some positions that this particular person that um, uh, let's say that some person on the, on the professional circuit, the way that they swing the golf club, uh, yeah. that doesn't mean that some of the things that they do isn't like applicable to me or isn't inspiring yeah. or helpful for me. So if that kind of, no, no, it makes that sense. kind of makes any sense. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. I want to know, cause I remember when you were younger, you would like, you know, you'd come to school and like, we knew that you golf, you know, it was you and who else? Oh my God. Who was the other kid? Chris. Christopher Van Vendette. Yes, yeah. exactly. It was you and Chris. I know Chris. Do you know Chris? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I just figured to shout him out. <laughs> yeah, shout out Chris. Um, I have not spoken to him in like oh since elementary. Anyway, school. though, moving on from Chris. Oh well, <laughs> let me finish. Him and Chris were like the only two people that were like super like would show that they really really liked their sport in school. This is elementary school. And you don't see that a lot. But I want to know like. College de Montréal, you had that training, time management, and everything. And then in high school, you had the same thing. So I want to know now, like in university, when that's that's part of your degree program, right? Is like going, you signed, you committed to them. Now you're golfing there. What's a typical training day in university look like? That's a good question. Um, you know, the NCAA, the National Collegiate Athletic Association, only allows a certain amount of hours that a coach can plan uh, throughout the week when wow, they're in season and off season. So um, after that South Park episode, I'm pretty, <laughs> did you guys watch that episode? I, I did not. Oh no. God, I'll send it to you later. Anyways, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Um, coaches are allowed up to 20 hours of work in season. Um, so through the seven days, he would obviously want to maximize that as much as possible. So um, golf takes a while. It's like, it's like a four hour block when you play in his timesheet of uh, allowed, you know, games. So what he, what he'll typically do or what he's really only allowed to do is have us play four times a week ish. Um, And if it's five times, then you might not have a practice. And if it's four times and he'll have some sort of team practice uh, at the golf facility that we have here. So um, he'll try to stretch out the 20 hours to whatever's best. If we need an off week, he won't necessarily maybe stress about the 20 hours uh, and just plan a couple of rounds and a couple of team practices, you know, when, when it suits. But yeah, um, that, that's the interesting part about, about golf is that it takes a while. So yeah. the playing four times and practicing once, it's really not that much. Um, so a lot of us practice and play on our own time. And that's totally yeah. fine. You can work out as much as you want and practice and play really for any sport as much as you want on your own time. But there's a certain amount that there's a certain amount that they're allowed. So I would say a typical day would be exercise in the morning and finish breakfast by uh, after exercise by about eight forty-five, nine o'clock. Okay. Um, if if I don't have class that day, I can practice and have a, like a light practice before lunch. And typically, at some time around one thirty to two, we'll play. Uh, and by then, if there's still daylight, I, I won't do much after that. That's a, that's a full day for me. And mm-hmm. and if there's class sometime in the middle of the day or or whatnot, I might plan a short practice around that. But usually, it is practice on your own time, work out on your own time for me. And then whenever there's a golf day, you know, I'll, I'll play with the guys obviously. And, and if there's not, then I'll just kind of practice more. So, yeah. so you have this- by the time you're done doing that, I'm waking up. 
Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> very different days. There you go. This commitment that not a lot of people have and prime example, Matthew. So or a little, or a little lazy stib. So, yeah. <laughs> so you have this patience and you have like time management. Obviously that's just like a skill you've required over the years. You might just, I know you've been like that. You're like a committed person in general. Um, but I just want to know like what you think your greatest strengths and weaknesses are. Cause right now I could tell you what I see, but I want to know, like, how are you self-critical when it comes to mm. your sport? I would say that I would say that the most important thing I need to improve is, um, planning my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have an agenda that I use, uh, to plan my days out, um, like a time box, uh, time box planner. Um, the more I commit to what I'm writing down for my day, the, the better, not like the better I feel about it, but really the more effective I am too. Like, I'd say that's the biggest area I got to work on. Uh, not be, I mean, not because I'm that poor at it, but just that, that's, that's a huge part of my life is um, yeah. it, it's easy. It's easy to, uh, to wake up tomorrow and, and know, you know, that you have class at this time and know about when you're going to eat breakfast or when, when you're the tea time is to go out and play with the guys. But for me, the, the more that I can visually structure that kind of maybe the day before or early that morning, the more I'm committed to really what's in front of me. And, and that's for, for me personally, that's, that's really all that matters. Um, so that, that's an area that I work on that I would say I might be even the best at and want to work on the most is, is, is planning, planning my work and working my plan is what I call okay. it. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. That's um, pretty cool. Get yeah. that tatted. Planning my and work. I, and, working yeah. Plan, yeah. Yeah. And, and um, I would say that I'm very blessed to be like, I have a massive passion for golf. None of it feels like work. So mm-hmm. like that, that's a big, that's a big thing that I probably take for granted at times is I just, I love it all. So, um, I never overwork myself, you know, have to be careful to, to sometimes just, you know, not be out there for, for two days in a row, but then you uh, hate it. You work yourself too hard. Right. It's like, and honestly, like, it's so like the time that I've known you, I've said this like three times in this whole interview, you literally, I've not known you to do anything that does not surround it doesn't mean you don't have a life it just means I have not known you to do anything where I don't associate golf with your life you know where I'm not like mm-hmm. Remy the Remy the this like Remy the that oh golf is a side thing it's like Remy's so committed and I had this conversation too like a few years ago we know someone in common that you used to golf with at Royal Montreal not going to mention any names <laughs> um but he was even talking to me too and like his dad would tell yeah yeah you remember who <laughs> exactly i have no clue but that's a <laughs> it's an inside joke no it's fine <laughs> so his dad i remember his dad telling me as well like that you were this person that's just super committed to the game and it's like when you're at the course you golf you're not like a socializing and like oh how's the wife and kids you know you're very much just like let me do my stuff and I think that's amazing that you're so committed to it and that it's like part of your life and you haven't lost interest and you see yourself going somewhere with it. So I honestly like fantastic. I'm, I'm Thank so, you. I love so that line. Olivia. I love that line. Pre- you used. Appreciate that, that line you use where you said, uh, I don't even see it as work. You know, that's, that's big. That's when you know you're doing something you love mm-hmm. is when you don't even see it as, you know, something that's 
you know, uh, going against your time or whatever with stress, it's something that you love and you don't even notice that you're actually working, doing the thing that yeah. you, you know, that you have to do. Um, you're exactly right. But uh, you know this, uh, we, me and Olivia know this, but maybe others watching don't know this. You're actually one of the 10 people in the world, Remy, to defend their New Year's Invitational Championship. And it's 96 year tournament history. 96, 96. Uh, obviously, I love in the you tourney, guys. <laughs> obviously in the t- uh, in the tourney wasn't as easy to do. You were down to uh, Irvin Chang, Irvin Chang, who who broke away early in the pack. Uh, your second round, you shot a seventy three. You were uh, eight back of the lead, and then on Saturday, the day of the tournament weekend, you shot a sixty five, which puts you in the lead and ultimately won you that tourney for the second straight time. What was your mentality going into that weekend, knowing you need to hit some big shots to get back into it? Wow, that's that's awesome. By the way, um, that you guys that you guys looked into that. Um, <laughs> I told you I, oh, we did our re- we know that's great. Yeah, I um, I would say well, it's um, reg- whatever sport you play, it's always nice to re like not relive but go back to somewhere where you um, had success. I, I think it's hard for it not to bring positive vibes. Yeah, um, hundred percent. And throughout the winter, I've, I was. Uh, continuously building and developing my game just like I am now consistently trying to get better and um I I had clear goals and mental and physical goals for for the tournament and just treated it like like any other um and I did particularly a really good job that third day of being my own best friend I remember uh having a really good ease and a and a good simple kind of process about myself just like even walking down the fairways like it was a nice yeah. day out and nice. I just I just soaked it in um work in silence yeah and just and just enjoying it and really uh, yeah like I said being my own best supporter being my own best friend through good and bad shots is it was important and um that third day is is funny enough um the third day of the tournament my buddy who plays on the football team here at ETSU came out and watched me and uh, you're allowed caddies for this tournament. I said, well, look, instead okay. of coming out, instead of coming out and watching me, how about you just nice. come out, watch me, and then you push my bag with me. So we just kind of yeah. chit chatted the whole That's way. That's so cute. Uh, yeah, and he's a golfer himself. He he's um, he's a kicker on the team, and uh, being a kicker on the team is uh, a very routine oriented sport as well. Funny enough, so uh, being a golfer for him a little bit, him a little bit being a golfer, and then. Uh, kind of pushing my bag it was just it was a great mix and we had a we just had a great time I remember that day was just yeah a lot of fun nice. that's awesome it goes to show like also huge mental game like people might think it's like oh like your form whatever you get it down like no man like even pro golfers like if they're not in it in their head if it's not there in their head like man it, it can hurt their game for sure yeah yes yeah. it's by far the most important part of the golf oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. Um, you know, you obviously, you, you went back to back in the new year's invitational and now in just last year in 2021, yeah, you guys actually won the SoCon championship with your teammates. Um, was, was it kind of a surreal feeling or were you guys confident you'd be holding that trophy eventually? I would say for the conference championship, um, of, I guess last year coming up, it's, it's coming up again this, this yeah. year, um, it, it was, um, we were going into it with high expectations. We we were coming together as a team well. And um, yeah, like ideally you don't treat it as anything uh, 
different you're 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 still working on yourself as a player and working on yourself as a teammate and, and building your golf game and and we played three rounds um mm-hmm. I, I believe that the second round uh last year was was a good round for us um everyone played pretty well and we, we ended up giving ourselves a, a relatively big margin uh between first and second place and in the last day we 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 took care of it yeah i remember us being very very confident going into it absolutely Nice, nice. But was there a little feeling of surreal, like, oh my God, we did it? Um, I um, the the particular conference that we're in for for golf is is um not a very strong conference. Um, I'm no, not gonna no, lie no. to you. Yeah. Um, NCAA Div One, right? But it's just mm-hmm. conference. Okay, yeah. So it's yeah. I, I'm just thinking, like, if you're NCAA Div One, you're gonna be like, you know. Yeah. No, I I understand. Like, I'm with right. you in it, like. And there are conferences that are much, um, as a whole, much better than the Southern Conference that we're a part of. So, okay. um, so yeah, that was, um, it's, a, it's a strange one. It really is. Uh, in golf, you don't play against your conference. Uh, yeah. You, you're not forced to play against your conference. You can if you want to with, with tournaments that are hosted throughout the country. But um, we, we uh yeah, it's a strange one for golf. We're typically we're the we're the strongest school in the Southern Conference for golf. Oops, sorry. That's a big thing, though. That's a very and, big uh, thing. To 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 still step up and do it is is um, yeah. is important, and we're glad that we did. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. So, how different, like, do you feel when you're golfing alone? versus with your teammates and especially at East Tennessee State because I don't know if you were doing it in high school can you guys hear me yes absolutely perfect perfect sorry I don't know because you were golfing in high school I don't know if you were on a team in high school how is it like golfing alone versus with your teammates especially at East Tennessee State that it's it's changed and I haven't even thought about that much Mm. so it's interesting you asked that um Starting out in high school, I was a part of a high school team. High school sports or golf in high school is a fall sport. So it's really only like a couple months. Um, And a lot of other times throughout the year, I am kind of playing alone or practicing alone. And when I'm with the guys here on campus, like I'm with them all the time and we play together all the time in practice uh, as well. So I actually don't play alone much like at all when I'm in Tennessee. Um, okay. when I come, when I come back home and, and I'm, and I'm here for the summertime and for the, and for the wintertime in Florida, I, I will play a little bit more golf alone. There's some people who I'll play with as well, but, yeah. um, that's actually, that's a very small part of my life is playing alone, practicing alone. I'll, I'll do in the mornings if nobody's around or in class. And I, I before I met with you guys, nobody was out here at five practicing, but, but playing is, um, yeah, I'm always with the guys. Wow. Okay. So you're kind of like, you know. Like, that's your thing, just playing with the guys. And I like that because when you're in a supportive environment, you're going to be supported. Like, you're not, you don't feel like you're lacking in that passion right now. And it has a bit of a difficult question to ask you right now. Yeah, that's fine. Absolutely. I don't want to make you contemplate anything bad. I just it. (laughs) So I know that you're passionate about golf. I know that this is your life and you're putting in school um not work at the moment I'm assuming you're not working at the uh, moment. on on and off not when I'm on campus but right. when I'm at home I'll work a little bit yeah okay so you're still you know like you have that and golf is more of like a full-time thing right now 
if golf were not to work out just in general, would you still want a career that's centered around the sport? You know, like example, my dad, when he didn't make it, he took him a while, but he ended up going to have a career centered around what he loved doing in sports. Or do you have any other interests? Like, would you want to do something golf related? If let's say your personal golf career didn't work out, um, or would you want to do like, I don't know, like business or, you know, like marketing, anything like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say that if golf were to not work out, it would be a long time after, um, after school that I would give it up. I'm going to turn professional and go for a really long time. So for it not to work out would mean that, I mean, I would make some money as a professional, but I mean, I guess maybe around, what am I, I'll be finishing at like 23. So 22 always so let's say maybe around 31 or two I would try to you know I would just say okay whether I'm injured or yeah I know what you mean I would I would most likely I would most likely slowly go away from golf but still be a part of it I haven't you know disliked the option of maybe being like a college coach um they have an easy they have an easy life They, they have an easy life uh so um I'm studying journalism in school right now because after nice. golf, I wow. wanted to be I wanted to be a uh, I want to be a sports broadcaster after golf. Nice. Um, I, I do that. in I golf. I do. So, no, um, oh yeah, we can really anything TV related that's not acting or just news. Yeah. I would be uh, I would be interested in doing after my golf career. So you know, let's say forty or fifty. Ryerson, my guy. Sports media Ryerson. You're not going to go back to Toronto when he's in the States. Later on, later on. No. Ryan, you, did you get to meet, did you get to meet Ryan Sir at Ryerson? Uh, Ryan Sir. Yeah, I did. Yeah. He's friends yeah. with Ryan one Sir. of my, this person. We're homies. Yeah. I'm in the summer too. He come to Montreal in the summer. Song yes. Too. He's a good guy. Great. But, but no, um, yeah, I would, that's a good question. I would say I'm studying for. Uh, I, there's no broadcasting major at my school, so I picked journalism. Yeah. But that's um, but still entry. Yeah, it, it's it's a, it's an okay start for what I have. And yeah, like yeah. I said, I, ideally, I I pursue golf. I continue to improve and do it for a while. And once I stop playing, yeah. the opportunity typically what happens uh, you see it a lot with golf announcers. They're like ex professionals, so the yeah. the opportunity there would be, I think a lot easier to step into yeah yeah. i think you would be so good at that you have the charm of an actor which sucks if you don't want to pursue acting and thank you i've never been told that thank you well no because i'm an actor so i'll tell you like you have the charm of you know like those the actors that go and set their friends with everybody everyone loves them and i think it's great that you still want to be surrounded by that no matter what because you know a lot of people have that vision in mind where they're like i'm going to be a hockey player I'm going to be a hockey player. And then they don't make it as a hockey player because, you know, that's like the only thing. And then their thing to fall back on has nothing to do with something they were passionate about, but it's good that you're keeping your options open in regards to that world that you are so passionate about. So on it, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Very quickly, very quickly. Any masters prediction who's winning the masters? Tiger Woods. I mean, I hope it's not going to happen. I mean, thank it Um, I would say, I'm not going to say realistically not Tiger Woods, but if it's not Tiger Woods who I'd pick, uh, players like maybe Xander Shoffley or Patrick Cantley. Uh, Shoffley, yep. um, 
the Augusta National is a strange golf course in the sense that people who hit the ball, who shape the ball consistently from right to left, have an, an advantage there. So yeah. those are two players that come to mind that can that can move the ball uh, that direction pretty well. Yeah, the, wow. Even Bryson DeChambeau uh, is, a, is a good pick as well. Nice. So Remy, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am so blessed to have seen you again and just had you on here talking. Like I know me and Matt just learned a lot more than we ever thought we knew about golf. Probably all the viewers too. They learned something. Yeah. yeah. The more you know. Yeah. And I wish you the very best in every single thing that you're doing. Future, tomorrow, Absolutely. in an hour from now, you know. Thank you guys. You guys are the best. I, I appreciate being on and I'm, I'm glad I could, I could make it worthwhile for you guys and the guys watching. Uh, I'd love to come back. So just yeah. you guys let me know. For sure. I'm going to text you. I'm going to let you know when. Yeah. Hopefully you very know, like, soon after luck. the Masters. Good, yeah. Yeah. Good luck coming up. We know you got the uh, conference championship coming up late April and you guys will be looking to run it back. So uh, good luck in that. Hopefully you guys Thank do. You, we'll be rooting for you. Appreciate so, that. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I had a blast. Yeah. Awesome. Likewise, want to likewise. Send out. all right so this was episode two of the 64 podcast take you beyond the players we were beyond remy chartier today from east tennessee state university uh hopefully a pro golfer in the future making if i see it i see it happening if not mm. you'll see remy on your tv one day and that'll yes. be the best thing either golfing or announcing yeah. and i believe in both yeah. so.